1: Hello, this is Donna Freeman of YogaInMySchool.com, and today's broadcast is about the art of the asana, and we are here today with our guest Orlando Dominguez, who is a Brooklyn-based artist, and uh, recently he has created a series of sculptures that are yoga asana sculptures, and he uses steel and acrylic to create these magnificent works of art, and uh, he's decided to share with us some of his experiences and motivations and inspirations on creating art out of yoga. Welcome, Orlando. Uh,
2: Thank you, Donna. Thanks for having me.
1: Well, it's a pleasure. So tell us a little bit about yourself before we get into your work. You know, what motivated you to become an artist?
2: Well, I I grew up in in Washington, D.C., and as a native Washingtonian, I'm surrounded, you're surrounded by... The beautiful museums, the the architecture, uh, the the Greek and um, uh, Corinthian uh, columns that surround the city, but most influential uh, to me is is the access to all the galleries, um, you know, national galleries, and I was always uh, impressed uh, by uh, being taken out as as a younger child to the museums and the galleries. usually uh, after school or during the weekends because uh, as a child it was the most easiest and uh, the most successful because it was free. Um, Mm -hmm. They don't charge you. And um, it was definitely a a good place to keep a young mind like mine occupied as as a child growing up there. Um, But as I got older, uh, you know, I sort of became a little bit uh, detached because not only are we surrounded by this beautiful city and all that it offers, but it is a political town. And, um, as I got older, you know, I did focus uh, a lot on politics, and that's actually what I studied in school initially. Uh, <laughs> and you know, and as I used to walk around uh, in Washington, and I always say to myself, you know, gosh, when I, you know, when I come back to the next life, I'm going to be a sculptor. And one day it just hit me and so, said, well, what are you waiting for? Um, you know, uh, you know, now is the time to to take that initiative and become what your heart is speaking uh, to you. And um, I took that step, and I, I decided to become a sculptor. And um, it was just looking at that and just being so impressed that somehow I wanted to, you know, be alongside some of those great sculptors uh, and artists that I encountered during my youth.
1: That's fantastic. I find it very interesting that you went from poly sci to mm-hmm. fine arts.
2: Oh, yeah. Very much so. Yeah, I it was it was just uh, you know sort of the way that Washington works. You know, as you as you grew up, you sort of uh, tend to get sidetracked. I, I did draw a lot as a as a child and continued so, but didn't pursue it uh,
1: not until after college. Fantastic. Now you do a number of different art styles, but what uh, attracted me for you and what brought you to my attention was the um yoga asana sculptures that you've done this series of um very fun playful but uh provocative um yoga asana sculptures so you can can you tell me a little bit about those and where did the inspiration come from to do yoga asana sculptures
2: yoga asana sculptures it you know, the inspiration was from yoga itself um directly part- participating doing practicing yoga Um uh, I was over a friend's uh, house uh, about two roughly 2 years ago and uh, a great artist friend of mine uh, by the name of Scott Tucker and uh, he was having a show and he wanted me to participate in the show. Um now at the time I wasn't necessarily doing a you know figurative representation of the asanas or what you encountered. It was more much more abstract uh, figures and At the time, I was so enamored with yoga, and I thought, what better way to represent what I'm doing, but do it in a manner that's not only colorful and fun and can reach the the masses. Taking steel, you know, I came from a, a, a clothing design background Uh, from a creative background. So that was my artistic training. I I went to school for fashion design after college. And what I found out is that steel, like fabric, can be manipulated in a similar manner. You're talking taking a two-dimensional plane, and you're manipulating it so that it has three-dimensional aspects. So that's how I came about with the, the asanas that you see today. And the colors... Uh what I started out with, the original seven, represented the chakras. And those those colors that you see are a direct representation of the chakras.
1: Well that's fantastic. See? <laughs> now they make more sense. Yes, definitely. Um, I find it interesting that you compare steel, which is such a hard <laughs> material, to fabric, which is such a soft material.
2: Yeah, well, you know, steel is uh, it, it can. what I say I talk to a lot of sculptors, and I do have a lot of sculptors and artist friends, and one thing that they always remind me is that steel is forgiving, uh, and it very rightly so. One thing about steel is that it does have a melting point, and once you direct that heat to an area of the, of the metal, it does soften. It becomes it loosens up, becomes much more nimble, manipulative, and with that. That's how I was able to twist it and turn it and bend it and shape it and sometimes even distort it so that it became a much more loose-flowing uh, representation of the asana.
1: Um, the symbolism there for um, taking yoga on a personal level is tremendous, I find, the way that you have manipulated the steel. that You found its melting point and then you have made it into something you, know, you can bend it and you can shape it and if we take that into our own cells as you know our we, we have all of our tension and our tightness and then we need to find our melting point through the asanas or through our yoga practice and we can bend and sh- anyway that i really really appreciate the the symbolism there
2: yeah thank you i i what i found out when i was initially when i started doing yoga was that um you know, I've always has has been a, someone who's been in the body, being that uh, you know I've always been active. I've always uh, been someone who's you know, been in movement in some in some sense. You know, and I and I look at yoga, the practice of yoga, as uh, you know, and I sometimes I can equate it to a a dance of sorts, you know, a, a movement. That if in either the yoga sculptures are very much that, or even just a, a snapshot or picture of you, you take an asana as you're going through the the poses and you take a snapshot a snapshot of that, and you capture that moment, and that's a representation of just a one moment in change as you're going from one asana to the next, and being that I was always in the body, I always thought that I needed something. More active, I always needed to be running or cycling or swimming or, or performing martial arts or one of the other endeavors that I've, I've done but what I found with yoga was that I was able to to get the same amount of feeling and the exert the same amount of energy within this you know five square foot area and mm-hmm. come out feeling not only uh, Exhausted just from the physical aspect, but it provided a spiritual component, and that was very important to me. And I found that that was able to take me in another direction as an artist to bring in a a component that I wasn't necessarily focused on focusing on before, because you know trying to blend a, a spiritual component into art, Um, and there's a few of us who who, who do that, so it's what I call it, you know, expanding a state of consciousness into my art, and um, like I said, there's there's a few artists that do that, um, you know, and I happen to be one of them.
1: That's lovely. Um, I like how you are capturing the moment, and... And just presenting it as, as an entity and hoping that that will inspire people through its energy and, uh, through the, the physical representation. So what brought you to yoga? You I know, mean, you kind of told us a little bit about what brought you to art. What brought you to yoga other than, you know, just looking for another outlet for a physical energy?
2: Another outlet. What brought me to yoga? Uh, well, yoga for me, um, I would say the the current practice um, is not unfamiliar. My father used to teach martial arts, and when I saw yoga uh, initially, I immediately thought of martial arts uh, as a child. Um, one of the things that one of the first things I remember doing as a child is meditating, um, and that was a big part. And I saw that. Um, Incorporated that in yoga, and I could relate to that. And so, you know, there's there's periods. There were periods in my life where, you know, like I said, I was always in the body, but just doing these physical exertions. What you know, some people term is, or I've termed as, being very uh, hot. These things that I to generate heat, to do a lot of exertion, to be you know, forceful movements. Um, and as I became older. I wanted to do something softer, um, be, have a, a higher elevated conscious practice um, to sit with the body, sit with the physical self, um, incorporate the spiritual self. And what better way to get to that point than through yoga that incorporates all of those components into the practice? And that's what was the, the beacon of light for me in yoga
1: Yes, it really speaks to the physically, emotional, spiritual self, and it's a, a whole body experience. Exactly. So a lot of people or a lot of yoga art is um, is not what you do.' It's not anything similar to your sculptures. Um, because your sculptures you use are very um, symbolic, they're very uh, geometric. Of fun and joy and playfulness to them, and often yoga art doesn't necessarily have that. Where does that come from, and what you know? What are you trying to say?
2: Well, you know, recently um, I've been called a pop artist, and being being referred to as a pop artist uh, can have some some negative connotations. But uh, recently, I sat with it and. I'm okay with that. And I think one of the reasons why I'm considered a pop art and the yoga sculptures in particular is because they are so colorful. And color, you know, if you not familiar, and if I don't explain to you, if you you don't see beyond the the connection between, you know, the color of the yoga, that it ties into the chakra, you know, sometimes that just takes a a deeper understanding and explanation from me, the artist itself. Um... Sometimes people get it immediately, but the geometry is is very simple, simplistic. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yoga in itself, we all have to perform the asana to the best of our ability. We we look to our left, we look to our right, our neighbor neighbor can get into a deeper position, can get into a deeper pose, but... The geometry of the basic shape that I use, everyone understands. So, immediately, it's a very colorful, it's not too complex, you understand it. But it has a deeper meaning. But that takes a little bit more investigation from the individual, and also it takes a little bit more education by me to you. Um, the playfulness... I think, for the most part, comes from the color itself. Uh, I wanted to expand and reach not only just those yoga practitioners, but I wanted to uh, entertain or bring attention to the artistic component of the higher elevated or consciousness or the, the asanas in themselves to, to, to the masses. So that relates to not only to teenagers and children and adults and they're you know, from all walks of life. And, and that's why I use uh, a lot of the, the, the basic geometries and the colors. And a lot of the influence is from artists that who, who have come from a non-traditional path, like the, the Keith Herrings, the Basquiats, and so forth.
1: I really like that I actually showed um, your sculptures to my children, and they range in age from 6 to 12, and they love them. They're like, Mom, we got to get one of those. i was like, ah, Wonderful. yeah. Maybe Wonderful. he'll make little ones <laughs> <laughs> yes, that we can put on our shelves because that would be really neat to have
2: yep. the little ones that
1: you can uh, work with.
2: Definitely. And so,
1: um, I like how you combine your yoga practice with um, with your profession. As I find a lot of people, they go to yoga class on, you know, during the week, and then they either go to work or home or, you know, wherever else. They really compartmentalize their lives. And yet here you have taken two things which speak to you on such a profound level and combined them. Um, can you talk about, you know, just the the mental process that, you know, do you think about sculpture when you're in yoga class? Do you think about yoga class when you're doing sculpture? You know, that process. Well, not a lot of people do that. That's very unique. Yep.
2: It cool. It's the the I think that um, you know for me yoga is an extension of an inspirational movement. So that in itself inspires me to go and create. Just practicing yoga, um, being around other yogis and, and practitioners, uh, it inspires me to create. And you know I see the beauty of the asanas just. In themselves, I mean, just being in that in that pose, holding that pose, being in the asana, is beauty in themselves. To be able to to take those asanas and capture it in a very simplistic gesture, but nonetheless, you know, try to capture that beauty into a a very geometric form. You know, it's you know my work is not extremely uh, anatomically correct or extremely representational. It's it's a what I call it's a lyrical representation of the asanas, and in practicing and doing it as as I my practice continues to grow, then I, I think I will find that the asanas or the sculpture itself will start to become more developed and more refined, and um, be able to expand upon some of the more difficult asanas. Uh, as my practice continues to to grow and develop.
1: Fantastic. So, you're involved with a really interesting project this week. Yes, I am. Can you tell us a little bit about that and what's going on and uh, the fun things that you're working on?
2: Yes well the the project I'm currently working on right now is it, there's i don't know if you heard about it, but there is a huge movement right now called Fashion's Night Out It's taking place this week um throughout the city of New York but also nationally as well and I think internationally uh it is the one of the the largest most festive uh nights friday night um and it actually commenced yesterday so it began. Yesterday, But there's a series of, of, of stores, retail environments that open their doors. Uh, and they stay late open uh, at night, and they invite the public in, and they provide different uh, opportunities to meet designers, artists, uh, music artisans, and, and so forth. Well, one of the events I'm tied to is the uh, Angel Street Thrift Shop event that happens on this Friday at, at 6 p.m., one of the things that I, I do is I also redesign uh Victorian chairs and I redesign them with scraps of leather and uh, material from handbag designers that uh, would have reached the you know the garbage for the the waste. Land, but what I do is I repurpose them and I take these scraps and I create interesting uh, colorways on these refurbished Victorian chairs that I do. And one of the Victorian chairs I'm donating for, to the Angel Street Thrift Shop for Fashions Night Out as a fundraiser. So it's a, it's a bidding process for the chair and it's a great organization. They take the, the proceeds from um, all of the furniture and, and home accessories and Clothing that they receive, and they turn them into cash to help those affected by substance abuse, HIV/AIDS,
1: and mental illness.
2: So I'm really excited to be a part of that this Friday.
1: I, I I've checked out your chair, and uh, I, I'm going to be posting pictures of it with this uh, with this interview. And I think it's just wonderful how you've taken, like you say, things that would otherwise be slated for the landfill, and repurposed them and made them into something so beautiful and useful.
2: Definitely. They've they've been a hit, extremely popular, and I'm just so glad that I'm able to take, uh, you know, other people's trash and turn them to someone else's treasure.
1: Well, and that's really what environmental consciousness is about and about actually living your yoga. Exactly. Exactly. And so... um, I'll have links to uh, Fashion Night Out um, on, as I said, on the yoga my school, uh, com website. And that's coming up this Saturday, September 10th. This Friday, September 10th, correct? September,
2: correct, this Friday.
1: And it's throughout the city of New York?
2: Oh, it's throughout uh, almost every city in the lower 48.
1: Oh, wow. A big, big event. A big event. That's great, and then um, your work is, um, is simply going to be optioned off and a bidding process, and people can come and, and tour the, uh, the, the event and, and check things out.
2: Okay, definitely. Will you
1: be on site to answer I, questions?
2: I most certainly will be. I'll be there um, on Friday uh, from um, 6 to 9, uh, meeting people and talking about the work and uh, you know, other things that I do
1: fantastic so hopefully this will uh, will pique some people's interest to come and and see you meet you and uh, and get involved with such a, a worthy cause i hope so so what else are you working on uh, you know after friday you're <laughs> speaking on friday but what what else are you are you doing are you working on some more sculptures are you doing more fashion
2: well i'm i'm currently working on um uh, more sculptures always the the, the asanas, always uh, Take uh, precedence on the sculptures. Uh, one thing I I tend to take a break in August from the sculptures because the intense heat and it's very hot. in New York's been a very
1: um, hot yes. one
2: for us, and I did take the the August off. But um, now the September is rolling back around. I will be back in the studio, not only making uh, the yoga sculptures, but also continuing my line of furniture that is also has a, a inspired. Um, uh, component to it too, um, so the line of furniture is uh, continuation, and I will ex- continue to expand upon that. And the chairs, okay. the chairs are always
1: in involvement as well. Always, as soon as you can get your hands on one of those, <laughs> I'm sure you're <laughs> like, "Yay, there's one!" <laughs> exactly. Good. Fantastic. So now, for people, if they want to find you, they can go to um, Orlando Dominguez.info. That's your your website, and there's all kinds of work there with lots of photos about what you do. Correct. As well, you're on Twitter. I'm right? on Twitter. At G I N underscore designs. And right. on Facebook.
2: And on Facebook, G dash uh, I dash N designs.
1: Great. Well, Orlando, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you today. I, okay. I've have. Uh, I love it when yoga combines with fine arts. Because oh. a lot of people don't necessarily see those connections. And and you obviously have seen them, embrace them, and, and perfected this connection.
2: Well, thank you, Donna. It was a pleasure. And uh, I do thank you again for inviting me.
1: Well, again, everyone, if you are interested in checking out Orlando Dominguez's work, please visit his website, OrlandoDominguez.info. And and I wish you all the best of luck at Fashions Night Out. I'm sure that the bidding will be fast and furious on your chair because it is an inspired piece of art. And uh all the best to you.
2: Thank you, Donna. You have a wonderful weekend.
1: I will. Right. Um, For more information on yoga for kids, for teens, um, for information on how to bring yoga into your life and make it part of who you are, please visit yogainmyschool.com. This is Donna Freeman, the founder of Yoga in My School. And I hope that you have enjoyed our podcast today. We are greatly appreciative for Orlando Dominguez for joining us. I know he's a a busy gentleman this week as he prepares for the fashion night night out. And we appreciate his artistry and his expertise. Um, Have a wonderful day.